you for listening to this message from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries in Gunnison, Colorado. We hope you will visit us at rmcmchurch.org, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our messages on YouTube. Uh, we're, we're in a series on stewardship and faithfulness. We've laid tons of groundwork, and I'd like to go back through some of that, but I don't have time uh, this morning. I really want to get to uh, part of this message that I feel like we, we really need to hit today. So um, we've been talking about, again, the, the lifestyle of stewardship, caring for what belongs to someone else, and where God's concerned Everything belongs to him, right? So anything that's in our life, we are responsible, really, to steward those things, to handle. Stewardship just means you are managing well what belongs to someone else for their interests, not for your own, okay? And we've seen that stewardship or faithfulness is the primary quality. I'm going to give you a list of qualities next week. But the primary quality that enables us to be good stewards is faithfulness. And so we've been defining that and looking at that. And, um, you know, it means a person who's faithful is keeps their word. A person who's faithful, if you weren't here, I would pick up, get last week's podcast or watch the YouTube video. We went through a number of definitions about what faithfulness means. It means a person adheres to the keeping of their word. They adhere to a duty or a commitment that is in their life. They, they keep that. They, they walk it out, all right? And we do it consistently. Faithfulness is doing the right thing with what's in your hand today. We don't wait for there to be more, for me to have a promotion or have more money, then I'll be faithful. When I get a promotion, then I'll be faithful you probably won't. And Jesus, we looked at this verse last week. You know, Jesus here said, the one who faithfully manages the little he has been given will be promoted and trusted with greater responsibilities. But those who cheat with the little that they've been given will not be considered trustworthy to receive more. If you've not handled two things here, the riches of this world, in other words, material goods, with integrity, why should you be trusted with the eternal treasures of the spiritual world? The, the way we handle material goods is a proving ground for how we will handle important things like relationships with people around bringing people to Christ. It, it, it is, it's a proving ground for how we will handle what Jesus calls the eternal treasures of the spiritual world. And then it says, if you've not proven yourself faithful with what belongs to somebody else, Okay, and you can just think through your life. What have I got? My job, if, if you're an employee, that job, that company, it belongs to somebody else. You're there to be a good steward. This is a, this is a biblical characteristic in our life, okay? To be faithful over what belongs to somebody else. If you're a renter, be faithful over that property. Treat it like it was your own. If you, when you rent a car, when you rent a motel room, when you rent anything, if you borrow something from your neighbor, take it back in as good or better shape than they lent it to you. I had a guy uh, moved in a couple of years ago near us, and uh, they were over there. They had a, the 
former people, owners, renters, whatever they were, had left a pile of wood and needed to be cut up. And I saw him over there and it seemed like he was, I think his saw was really dull. It's just, I could tell just listening, this guy is struggling to cut this wood. So we went over and helped them cut and split a bunch of wood. And, uh, and then he had, he hadn't unpacked. He didn't know where all his stuff was. So he just wanted to borrow a couple of things. Well, when he was done, he came and he gave me a whole gallon of chain lube and a bunch of stuff he didn't need to give me. But it was just great to see somebody who came and just, he wasn't trying to pay for anything. He was just blessing me back for loan. He borrowed something from us and he brought back more than he borrowed. Does that make sense to you? And that should just be in our heart to do. It's part of faithfulness. So God uses these two areas, how we handle material things and, and what belongs to somebody else. If you're an employer, those people, you know, you are entrusted with a part in those people's lives. You can use that time that you have to build those people's lives. Are you building their lives or are you just using them? You know, I, I could go on and on about that, but I, I want to get to this. So I want to talk to you for the time we have left about how to develop faithfulness in our lives, okay? And I think we can all be constantly growing in this. It's, it's, it's kind of one of those qualities that seems to be fading, sad to say, in our culture and in our society, okay? Uh, and, you know, to be faithful, you've got to understand that you're responsible to somebody else, and that's not a popular idea in America right now. So, but we're, we aren't just Americans, right? We are kingdom people, right? All this is short-lived. And then we are kingdom people. We are children of God, okay? So, number one, if you want to develop faithfulness in your life, and again, I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures to you this morning. I want you to just let them soak in. We need to become established in God's faithfulness to us. If you want faithfulness to be birthed in you and be a part of your life, the first thing is you've got to become established in God's faithfulness to you. And that does not mean that every single thing in your life always goes perfectly and you never have a problem. If somebody told you that, they misled you, all right, about life on planet Earth. But we need to become established and then and feed on his faithfulness. All right, so let me give you just a, a group of scriptures. I don't have any of these on your screen. You can just write them down. But let's just begin. We want to become established in God's faithfulness to us. Revelation 19, 11 through 13. It says, I saw a heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. So this is a title. This is Jesus' title, Faithful and True. With justice he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a blazing fire and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood and his name is the word of God. So Jesus, his title is faithful and true. It's who he is. Faithfulness isn't just something God expresses once in a while. It's, it's like agape love. It's a part of, it's who he is. It's his nature. All right. It's his 
nature. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. All of his viewpoints, all of his decisions, all of his judgments, all of his instructions, they come with truth and with faithfulness toward you. He doesn't change. He doesn't forget that he made a promise. He doesn't be faithful one day and not another. Okay? He, he, he doesn't space things out. All right? He's faithful and he's true. 1 Corinthians 1.9 from the Amplified Bible. We've been looking at this one a lot and on Tuesday nights. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1.9, God is faithful. Okay, this is the word of God. God is faithful. He is reliable. He is trustworthy and therefore ever true to his promise. And he can be depended on. You just heard this testimony, you know, that, you know, oh, we started out, we needed $40,000. Well, it turned out we needed a hundred, but you know what? God was faithful. God brought it in. All, I bet nearly every one of us in the room could stand up and give something similar to that. We could give story after story after story after story. This church was impossible the day God called us. It was impossible the day we came. It's been impossible ever since. And here we are. And it's not because of us. You guys know that. If any of you know us, it's not because it's in spite of us, if anything. God has been faithful. God has been faithful. You know, when we decided that we were supposed to, we decided, you know, the Lord told us that we needed to try and purchase, try, sorry, this is not good language for faithfulness. He needed to purchase this property. It was impossible. It was even dumb from a natural standpoint. It was a terrible time. I mean, the economy had just crashed. And everybody that we submitted it to to pray, everybody felt like we're supposed to do it. And now we have it. It's paid off. Anyway, I could, big and small, big and small, we could get into that. So he can be dependent on, by him you were called into companionship and participation with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Second Chronicles 16.9, Second Chronicles 16.9. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Oh, that's the end of that. That's a, yeah, it says, you've done a foolish thing and from now on you will be at war. That's a different, that's a different group of people. God's eyes are looking throughout the earth to show himself strong. On our behalf, let that build confidence in you to depend on him. Jeremiah 1.12, then the Lord said to me, you've seen well, for I am alert and active watching over my word to perform it. He's alert, he's active watching over his word, his promises to perform them. And I have to, you know, then whenever I read a verse like that, I have to think about, okay, so, so what's in my mouth, Okay. Is, is it the promise or is it the problem? What's in my heart? What's in my mind? What am I meditating on? What am I focused on? Are you focused on the problem or the promise? Because your outcome will be different, but God is faithful to keep his promise. Okay, God is faithful. He's watching over his words, watching over his promises to perform them. Second Thessalonians, you getting anything out of this? Second Thessalonians 3.3. 3. All right, it says, yet the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you 
and set you on a firm foundation and guard you from the evil one. The Lord is faithful. Yeah, but you don't know what it looks like today. I don't care what it looks like. I mean, I do care as far as you're concerned, but I don't care what it looks like today. My dependence is right here. He will strengthen you. Okay, you need to stand up to something, stand up against something, stand up in the midst of something. He will strengthen you. He will set you on a firm foundation. Can't be too caught up in what it looks like. You've got to keep your eyes on the Lord. All right. Second Timothy 2.13. 2 Timothy 2.13. I love this. Oh, this is such good news. If we are faithful, faithless, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. True to his word and his righteous character, for he cannot deny himself. So his faithfulness to us is not based on our faithfulness to him. I'm not saying we shouldn't be faithful to him. Obviously, we should. But his faithfulness is not based on our performance, period. It is based on his nature. It's who he is. He cannot deny himself, okay? So even on our worst day, even when we blow it, we can repent, we can return because God is faithful, okay? God is faithful. I just love that, all right? Psalm 36, 5, and this is from the Passion Translation, Psalm 36, 5, but you, O Lord, I love this, your mercy seat of love is limitless, reaching higher than the highest heavens. Your great faithfulness is infinite, stretching over the whole earth. Your great faithfulness, God, is infinite. Doesn't have a boundary, doesn't have a limit. It's infinite, stretching over the whole earth. Okay, in Psalm 37, 3. This comes right in what Boyd was sharing earlier, I believe. It says, trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and feed surely on his faithfulness and truly you shall be fed. Let me just read that again. Trust, so here's where we start. We trust, we lean on, we rely on, we, we put the weight of our life on the Lord. Why? Because he is faithful. I can't see how it's going to work. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm trusting you, Lord. Why? Because you are faithful. You watch over your word to perform it. You are faithful. All your thoughts toward us are for good. All your plans for us are for good. So I'm trusting in the Lord and out of that trust, birthed out of that place of trust or faith, we do good. Okay, so it's not trust in the Lord and do good or I'm going to withhold myself from you. It's when you trust in the Lord, that will produce good through you when you put your trust in the Lord. So trust in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land. That's a picture of stability. You're going to stay. You're not going to get knocked out. You're not going to get pushed out of my plan for your life. You're not going to be run off. You're not going to be run over. Okay. You'll face challenges, but you'll, you will break through those, or I will show you how to go over those or around those. We're going someplace, right? Does this make sense to you? Dwell 
in the land, the land being what, what God has for you, his plan, his purpose, his, his, his life that he has planned for you. Dwell in the land and feed surely on his faithfulness. That to me is an interesting statement. I can feed on God's faithfulness and truly you shall be fed. Like this is real food, okay? This is real food, all right? To feed on God's faithfulness. How do we do that? We feed on God's faithfulness as we see his faithfulness. First of all, we've got to open our eyes and look for it. And when you're having problems or you're having challenges, when things are tough, you've got to decide. I'm, I know God's being faithful. I'm assured of it. His word says it. it's who he is. Look what, just look back to what he did in sending his son for me. Okay, well, I'll start there. He has expressed his love in the most dramatic way. Okay, so I'm trusting in his faithfulness. So I'm going to start looking. I might have this big issue in my life. It might be on the inside of me. It might be on the outside of me. But I'm going to start looking on a daily basis for the places of God's faithfulness. I'm going to start with gratitude. I'm going to start being thankful. I'm thankful that hot water came out of the tap today. I am thankful that there's a water tower. I am thankful that for, for everything. I'm thankful. On the way into town, I'm like, man, I can't, it's amazing that I get to live here. You know, I mean, you can be thankful, thankful for people, thankful for relationships, thankful for his provision, but start out with that. And we feed on it through praise. We feed on his faithfulness through declaring his faithfulness, through giving him thanks for his faithfulness, through meditating on his faithfulness. And if you can't think of a single thing in your own life, I know they're there, but if you can't right now think of a single thing in your life where God has shown himself faithful, then look at the word and start thanking him for that. Look at Jesus, start thanking him for that. Talk to your friends around you. Get their testimonies. We feed on them through praise. We feed on them through recounting the testimonies of his faithfulness. Through, through speaking it aloud, through saying it to other people, through all of that. And then, of course, you know, looking at it in his word, remembering what he has said, remembering what he has done. We, and remembering means to remember, okay? <laughs> means to reconstruct, remember, bring back, reconstruct the event, reconstruct what he did. Oh, well, I've thought about that a lot of times. Well, think about it again. Think about it again and say it, okay? Tell it to somebody or just say it. Just give thanks for it. Does this make sense to you? Okay, gratitude expressed through words and, and then living, beginning to let that gratitude, it will always produce some form of generosity in you. You'll just, when you feel gratitude, you want to give. And so you can give somebody some encouragement when you need encouragement. You can give somebody, you can buy somebody some groceries. You can do whatever, but you can begin to pour out of your life because you can say, I have needs, but you know what? God is faithful and I see this need over here. So I'm going to go meet that. Does that make sense to you? Just that whole process, your hearts will become established in a knowledge of God's faithfulness. And that is step one. Do you get that? Okay, we've got a few more minutes. Step two, all right? This isn't really another step. It's an explanation. 
All right. So why does that work? Why does that produce faithfulness in us when we see his faithfulness? Because we are designed to where when the Lord shows an aspect of his nature to us, when we receive a heart revelation that God loves us, what happens? We feel loved, but we begin to love with his love. When we see, when, it, when we recognize his mercy extended toward us, it changes us. We become different and we become more merciful. We receive, but it changes us. And whatever he shows to us, it begins to pour out to others. All right, kindness. He shows us his kindness. So when he shows us his faithfulness or when we recognize and think on his faithfulness, we will become more faithful. Revelation from the Lord changes us to be more like him. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. All of us as with unveiled face because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Okay, so here we are. Got that? As we continue to behold the glory of, the God, of God, his essence, who he is, his nature, his splendor, okay? What's happening to us? We are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. And this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. All right, that verse is telling us that as we behold him, yeah, we get to know him better, but there's some, there, we are built so that actual heart revelation of an aspect of his nature reproduces itself through us and we become more like him. All right, so as we spend time meditating on his faithfulness, we become more faithful people. Does that make sense? Okay, we become like what we worship. All right, scripture tells us that. Um, there's a verse over in First John chapter 3, where uh, John says, Beloved, now we are the children of God. It's not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, it's talking about when we come face to face with him at, at the end times or when we go to be with the Lord. I mean, it's, it's in context. It's talking about that event where we become face to face. And that's when we're finally fully renewed and transformed. Okay. But that process, that same principle, works. Okay, so as I get to know him in an area, fruit becomes born in my life. And faithfulness is a, one of the, a part of the fruit of the Spirit over in Galatians chapter 5. It's a part of his nature that can flow through us. Is this making sense? Okay, all right. So two more real quick. Know in your heart, this is number three, know in your heart, okay, as you're working through this process, that God loves and rewards faithfulness. Okay, so I see that in the scripture. I see it's who he is. I see that it can be flowing through my life. I begin to see these verses like we've been reading the last few weeks where I can see that the Lord loves faithfulness. It is, it is the primary quality that he's looking for in his people, in his stewards, Okay, so I can see that he, he loves it. 
and that he rewards it. That's real clear in the parable of the talents that we looked at last week or the week before. Okay, So I choose to establish faithfulness as a, a foundational priority in my life and in my household. Okay, We're going to establish faithfulness. We're going to say God is faithful. He loves faithfulness. I love living a life that pleases him. So I'm going to begin to choose faithfulness in my dealings. I'm going to begin, and I, and I would pray it this way. I would say, Holy Spirit, remind me. Okay, remind me, thump me, because he will. He, he thumps nice, but, but he thumps our spirit and, and reminds us or, or shows here's an opportunity to be faithful. Oh, that's so small. Be faithful. He who's small, faithful over the small thing will be made ruler over much. Okay, start with the smallest parts of your life. But, but write it on your mirror. I don't know, but, but get it so that you're thinking about it and it's you and it's your household. Teach your children faithfulness. What it means. Demonstrate faithfulness, parents, to your children. Because if you just tell them, but you don't do it, we all know how that goes. Okay? So make it a priority in your household. Teach your children by example. And then finally, and I am done, practice and apply faithfulness in the smallest areas of your life. Just start today with what you have, whatever the Lord has brought into your life. And and just pray. He will show you. He's on your side in all this. This isn't something he's stepping back to see if you can do. It's his nature. He wants to produce it in us. He wants it to be a part of our character. He loves that. And he, and he loves you and he's proud of you as a kid. So just begin to practice it. And if we're just aware, if we just have the mindset, Holy Spirit, Remind me today and show me today some places I can apply faithfulness. I can keep the smallest commitment I've made. I can, I can be sure that I am doing with what you have put in my life. I'm doing what you would have me do with it. Okay, And he will. He'll train you. That's what he does. That's the Holy Spirit is our coach. And he'll train you. And he'll show you sometimes that, oh, you're not, you're letting go of these commitments. You're not. And, and what's so cool is to me, so I forget a commitment over and over. The Lord will teach you, you personally, you may be different than me, how to remember your commitments. Some of you just need to remember your commitments. We have, we have calendars, we have phones, we have alarms, we have, I mean, I can't believe what we have these days. But, you know, if you want to be more faithful in those things, then ask him, Lord, in a practical sense, how can I do this? Because he knows how busy you are. He knows what's going on. But that's where you're setting this as, this is a foundational quality for me and my household. So show me how to do this. Show me how to do it better, you know. Does this make sense to you? All right, let's stand up and pray today. Did you have a good time in church today? Yeah, it was good. Man, worship team, you guys were awesome today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. God, I, I just, I, I love it. I love when we get together like this. And, and Father, today, Lord, on, on this particular subject, Lord, Father, we just set our hearts before you. We want to be faithful people, faithful to you and faithful over everything that's yours. 
And Lord, I, I just would ask, and, and anyone who would agree, Lord, show us and teach us how to walk in faithfulness. Because Lord, we see, Lord, when we are faithful over that little thing, that's when you promote us to more. And, and Lord, we know that as you bring promotion, you also bring responsibility, and we accept that, Father. But Lord, we just present our lives before you and ask you to teach us, Lord, how to be faithful people. For the parents in here, Lord, teach them, Lord, how to train their children up in these qualities, Lord. We thank you for it, Father, today. And Lord, as we go out into this community as your church, Lord, we want to go out there and we want to carry your glory. We want to carry your heart and your ways. And we don't want to do it in a fake religious way. Lord, it needs to be a part of our heart. And you've made that available. So we are asking today that wherever we go, whoever we touch, Lord God, help us, empower us, Lord, to carry your presence right into places of darkness, places that need healing, places that need encouragement, whatever it might be, Father. And we trust you to do it, and we thank you for it, because you are faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Man, did you have a good time today? I had a great time, so that's what matters. All right. So we're going to be dismissed. Again, if you want to write a check or something, drop it back there. We'll take care of that. Just be sure to mark it for Togo. Uh, Malaya has a little setup out there and she'll be there to talk with you if you want to get hooked up with them on a monthly basis, see her, okay? And other than that, you go out there and be his church, amen? Let's say it on the count of three, Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world will be dismissed. One, two, three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world, amen. All right, go out there and be the church. You are listening to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org.